All right, welcome in to another episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Uh, fighting through a head cold today, but joining me is somebody that oh. I've been looking forward to having on for a while. We've been connected. We've been chasing each other down. It's finally here. We're ready. Uh, Mr. Will Davis joining me today. Will, thank you so much. Hey, man, appreciate you having me, bro. You know, I know it's it's definitely been a mission. We've been talking about it you know, for a while now, but you know, we're here, it's 2024 yeah. and we're making it happen. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, my intro of Will, uh, he might fit this billing of this podcast, greatest people you've never met real well. <laughs> um, I connected with Will through our friend, Jonathan Darling. And, um, you know, so here's my intro of Will, uh, husband. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Um, Pretty sweet brand ambassador, uh, Fabletics <laughs> and bad, yeah. uh, PXG, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, former NFL cornerback, third round draft yeah. pick, and come on, come now on. Uh, now in a new role with the NFL. Yeah. Yes. 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 Did I miss Got anything? Back behind me. Nah, man. You on, man? <laughs> I mean, we could talk a little details, but yeah. overall, man, I, I'm honored. I'm honored for that introduction. It's, it's cool to hear the things you've done uh, and in the light that I've done it in. So, man, it's a blessing. Absolutely. So, yeah, I guess I just want to dive into your story and make what makes Will Will. And uh, I know there's a ton that goes into obviously like getting into the NFL, right? Like I was fortunate enough to play small time college ball, right? It's everybody's dream, but it's very few people. Um, but you posted something on Instagram for a while. I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago uh, or a while ago, but it was just you talking about your draft day experience, right? And where you <laughs> slept that night. And you said your yeah. surroundings hadn't changed, but you knew from that moment on your life would never be the same. Yeah. Um, just, I want to start there because I think it's like, you know, it's just, a, obviously it's a crazy opportunity, right? That less than 1% of 1% of people ever get to experience, but you've obviously taken that opportunity and turned it into a lot of things and, made a really special life and it's something to be proud of if you're not, but tell, take me through that, that moment, because that's the thing that, I mean, obviously most people will never, ever experience, right? A draft day call. <laughs> uh, one of my good friends, he got a call after the draft and said, Hey, we want you to come okay. to rookie mini camp. Right. But that was Amen. so yeah. cool. I mean, cause it's still the opportunity. Yeah. So what 100%. was that? What was that just day and that process like for Will? Uh, well, the day was interesting in the sense, you know, obviously the day before I'm watching the first round draft picks get selected. Uh, my agent was definitely confident that I go top three rounds. So when day two comes around, obviously I'm, uh, you know, I'm waking up, you know, I wake up, it's kind of, okay, this is, this is the day where, you know, my dreams have come true. So I guess, um, having a moment where you're at least understanding that, um, you know, today is literally a day where your dreams can come true. It's pretty crazy. So to wake up with that opportunity alone, it's kind of like, man, and honestly, I, you know, as long as I got my name called, I was super happy about it, whether it's today or tomorrow. But obviously when, you know, somebody ex sets expectations in your life, it, you know, day two was the day where I was like, man, today's going to happen. So 
Um, I'm with, you know, we end up going to this um, local little, you know, casino stuff to watch it. It's funny with me, my dad, my brother, uh, my stepmom, and my little brother. And I just wanted to keep it low-key, just that. And so we went somewhere to watch, whereas, you know, big TVs everywhere in yeah. Spokane, Washington. And, you know, honestly, I really thought I was going to Miami. So I'm not going to lie, going into that day, I was really confident, pre-draft and everything, Miami was going to get me. Uh, and so when they drafted my boy, you know, Dallas Thomas in the third round, you know, that was their only third-round pick. So I was really kind of just like, all right, well, I don't know where I'm going. And now I'm kind of like stepping away, just kind of walking around, just hopefully my phone will ring. Uh, and then it did. And it definitely came from, you know, that uh, Miami number. And I was just like, okay. But I knew they had no more picks. So in my opinion, I'm thinking maybe they want to call and, you know, see and tell me, you know, hey, we're, we're going to come grab you tomorrow, early tomorrow morning, something like that. Uh, but, you know, they're asking me questions. Hey, would you want to be a Miami Dolphin? Of course, I'm like, yeah, this is the team I thought, you know, was going to come get me. And sure enough, man, they traded with the Green Bay Packers, came back in the third round, came and got me. And uh, it was it was just so surreal just hearing that, looking at, you know, my pops, my brothers, and just like, bro, this is this is it. This is, you know, I'm on the phone like, yo, this is it. And then sure enough, you know, we look up and boom. And it was cool because, like, obviously I'm going crazy. And then people around are kind of looking, putting two together. And then, you know, you know, it's just imagine sitting next to a kid who just got drafted in the NFL and you're just in a normal spot, sports bar, watching TV yeah. or whatever, you know? It's yeah. like, uh, and that was like kind of the Spokane feel, I guess, you know, smaller, smaller city. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I walk out of there and I'm just, you know, in awe, a bunch of interviews you have after. So you're still on the phone a bit. But the time I hung up, it was just like, you know, let's look at my family. Just like, man, I did it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I went back to my boy's uh, parents' house and, you know, and we were just like, wow, my boy is just all arms open, you know what I'm saying, with the <laughs> Miami Dolphins uh, shirt on. And we're all just going crazy because it's like, bro, it, it, it happened. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then uh, obviously later that night, finally going to the bed uh, in my friend's parents' basement, it was just kind of like, yeah, all the circumstances hadn't changed physically. You know, I'm still in the same spot I woke up in the day before. Uh, but at the same time, I did go to bed knowing like nothing was the same. And, and sure enough, since that day, man, nothing's been the same. Uh, your name is forever, you know, tagged with that NFL behind you. Um, and from that day on, yeah, it was just a uh, kid's dreams coming true and, and just living in it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a, uh, it's a pretty incredible feeling. I can only imagine. Um, and you're right. Everybody that I've been fortunate enough to meet around the league, whether it's coaches or people that work, it's just kind of like you're forever tied to the shield then, right? Like it's, yeah. it's part yeah. of you now. And yep. it's a, it's an elite class of people. Like, I mean, it's a very special group of people it that get cool. to, to be a part <laughs> of that. So that is awesome. Um, take us through a little bit of that process, I guess. Like what was like, your maybe your welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, welcome to the NFL was, you know, I'd say one, you know, I'm going to Miami, so I'm going to the 305 and paint a picture at the time. You got LeBron in the city winning championships. <clears throat> you know, uh, Drake, Lil Wayne, just in Miami heavy. Uh, Drake just dropped, nothing was the same. Um, and it was a time, you know, Tannehill was quarterback, uh, and we had, you know, a bunch of talent on the team. Um, I think the welcome was definitely just, uh, you know, the locker room vibe, the camp grind, uh, the OGs kind of messing with you. Uh, whether it's, you know, haircuts, holding helmets, uh, anything like that, you know, yeah. just the, the hazing life and, you know, just the practice, you know, and then uh, obviously get into the game, the first game, you know, preseason, we're playing the Cowboys. And I think that had to have been um, probably the biggest, I guess, welcome to the league because it, it was the, 
that that star, something about that star that, you know, has left a huge impression on NFL, uh, America's team, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the fans that are just loud, you know, sometimes obnoxious, but very, very confident, you know, fan base. And playing against them, you see Romo across there, you know what I'm saying, Des Bryant. And you're just like, in, in they're humans. So it's like yeah. one of those things like, wow, this is like, this is real life. You know what I'm saying? Cole Bleasy was on the team too. Um, talented young, you know, wide receiver. And it was just cool to finally get out there and just like battle and just put hands like, bro, this is, this is it. You know what I'm saying? So that, that intro is like, you know, just like kind of just a feeling when you step on the field against the, the st- those stars across the field and you're just like, man, like you're in the league, dog. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was huge. It was dope. That's so cool. Um, what, uh, so you were in Miami for a couple years, right? And I want to move past mm-hmm. this, but I, I want to go through the story because it is your story. So you were in yeah. Miami for a couple years, and then you went to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that process like being a free agent in the NFL? And did was it a lot different than what you thought it would be? Well, actually, you know, um, I never had the opportunity. I guess I had the opportunity later on, but, you know, I got traded. So Baltimore can't okay. trade for me. So it was one of those like uh, going into my third year, just coming off ACL with Miami. So going through my third year, you know, I had a great camp, um, but I really, they had some young guys they brought up. So I knew it was one of those like, all right, well, what's the decision y'all making? We have a new GM and stuff at the time too. And it was like, all right, well, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm balling. So trade me, you know, my last preseason game, I had two interceptions. And it was one of those, I really was like, you know, trade me now or let me play. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, and they didn't really want to do both. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to see these young guys, but they didn't want to let me go. So they end up holding on to me, holding on to me. And I'm hitting my agent like, bro, get me out of here. You know what I'm saying? If they don't want to play me, I want to play. Yep. And uh, sure enough, Baltimore ended up trading for me during week four. So I'm like, okay. You know, and I sat there with Harbaugh and he brought me in. He's like, you know, we wanted you to drive. You know, we we got a little greedy. He was hoping that you fall to, you know, the fourth round so we can grab you. But uh, you're here now, so I just want to let you know, like, you're a guy that was on our radar. We loved, you know, watching your preseason. You seem like you're healthy, ready to go back. Let's see what you can do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the crazy part in the details is the simple fact of even though I wanted to get traded and knew, yeah. you know, I remember Newsome calling me, and it was just like, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? This is really before Miami gave me any info. So I'm sitting here like, oh, this is real life. And, it, and he's on some, so, hey, can you hop on a play tomorrow? You know, you got to think I'm a man living in another city and got to move in a day. But I told him, like, yo, let me get just one more extra day. You know right. what I'm saying? Because my head's just like, and uh, sure enough, bro, you're just like, all right. I remember telling my brother who was living at the time, like, yo, I'm out. You gotta take care of, you know, take care of the fort. Um, and I'll see you, bro. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, man, I'm going to Holman City. I'm going to Baltimore. <laughs> New locker room, all that. Uh, so it was, it's pretty crazy in the sense, like, how immediate – a uh, job change can happen and relocation is like that. Yeah. It's not no, you know, real life. Hey, let's give you some time to, nah, it's like, boom, you know, and I, and you got to look at their schedule. Cause you're like, yo, I could be playing this Sunday. Right. You feel me? Like it's totally different. So, um, but man, Harbaugh and that whole organization. So great. And uh, I just, you know, was blessed to be able to go there, play there and have some of the best games, uh, my career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you, Signed with the 49ers for a season or uh, yeah, the off season. Yeah. So I got, yeah, I ended up tearing my ACL again with the Ravens, man. And, uh, ball, you know, and Harbaugh, he loved what I showed during the time before. So he ended up, uh, keeping me, you know, even for that 2016 season, uh, to give me time to heal and get back and improve myself again, man. But, 
Um, obviously, you know, we had to split ways. Um, you know, it's understandable. It's a business. And, you know, 49ers was a team. They were just like, you know, I went and tried out with them. They loved my trial. Like, yo, this, you know, this kid can still play. Uh, we'd love to have you. Um, and then you go through the battles of just, you know, business. You know, the at that time, the minimum you could pay me at the time was like, I think 750, you know, or something like that. Uh, you got some young guys you drafted um, who actually, you know, one went on to still have a, you know, a nice career to this day. Respect to him. Um, so, you know, new coaching staff, Lynch, you know, Shanahan, all of them. Uh, later on in the year, they ended up grabbing, you know, Garoppolo. So it was one of those, you know, you definitely, the culture, I loved every bit about it. I knew that team was going to go on and do some great things. They ended up having a chance in the Super Bowl. Uh, I wasn't there for that, but, man, it was cool to feel what was about to happen and yeah. sure enough, go on, you know. And then now you got, from that piece, you got, you know, uh, head coach of the Texans, you know what I'm saying, now doing his thing, he came from there. Head coach of, you know, the Jets, Salah, he yep. came from there. And then you got head coach of freaking the Miami Dolphins, who also came from there. So to be in the building with all these figures that go on to be head coaches, um, that go on to have successes, and obviously the Niners in the NFC Championship today, it's 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 really cool to, you know, see that and be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing I was going to ask you. Obviously, you said right before we started, you know what today is. Um, yeah. Being a guy who spent time with two of the four <laughs> teams, right? Uh, yeah. um, I What is... Uh, What's your predictions for Championship Sunday before we just before we take off? Because we're right here, we're yeah, crossing nah, it. I like it. I like it. Um, obviously, you know, what I'm saying I'm going Ravens. Yeah, and my Super Bowl is definitely going to be Niners Ravens. Yeah. but at the same time, um, Ravens is going to get in there. I think this is a moment for Lamar to really set and create that concrete. Like I'm, I'm that guy, and honestly, set the tone for a Hall of Fame career. Um, I'm really excited he gets to do it against Patrick Mahomes. I really wanted them to win. Uh, no knock to the Bills. But I really wanted him to be what people would perceive as the best team in the AFC. Right. And so I wanted him to go through that. Uh, you know, there's there's a journey to get there. I don't want no flu. Blah, 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 and I wanted them to go through the best. Uh, and they have the chance to do it. You know, Pat Mahomes, he's been the AFC championship six years in a row. And now you get to beat the best at home. You know what I'm saying? And so I really want that Niners Detroit. Um, so head coach of Detroit, he came out of Miami. So yep. he was there. Dan Campbell was there, um, you know, as a coach there. And so to see what he's done, you know, with that team has been honestly, is such amazing and super happy for him. Um, obviously Niners is just, you know, still part of me, same stats. And, you know, my family is definitely a big Niners fan as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those, I, Hey, Detroit gets it. Wow. You know, for the fan base, that'd be so cool for the head coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I'm, if I'm a bad man, I would, I would just, you know, I'd say Niners and, uh, ideally I, yeah, I'd want a Niners Ravens Super Bowl. Like I said, I don't want, uh, them to go against the best, no knock on the Lions, but you know, I, I want them to go down a road where, you know, right. they beat some teams that everybody's like, yeah, no, nah, they did that, you know? And, uh, but I'm all Ravens on this one. Okay. I like it. So, here I'm gonna parlay it into another question just real fast uh, okay. uh, because here's the deal: um, you work for the NFL, you play in the yeah. NFL, um, yeah. and everybody says I don't because I have a full brain. Um, here we go. Here but, we go. <laughs> uh, is the script out there? Well, uh, it, it's, will you will you take two seconds and and just debunk everything uh, for everybody listening to this pod that the NFL is not rigged? Uh, first off. <laughs> Because you guys aren't actors, right? So that'd be hard to pull off. Nah, um, I mean, if you go out playing experience, there's no way that I ever thought about 
what Vegas or what people or how to make things go the way they want it or, or even if any information on them making it go the way, you know, we want it. So I would say no. Um, I do understand that there is power and uh, other things that we can't control besides our play. You know, obviously refs is one of those things that's pretty easy. Right. Um, you know, play calls and stuff like that. I highly doubt um, any player, whatever, you know, want to point shave or any way, you know, adjust the game to favor outside sources. But um, it's one of those things like, yeah, can I, you know, can I sit here and say, you know, I don't, I don't know everything. I, I don't think the NFL has any choice or can do anything like that. Right. Um, but I do understand from a fan's perspective how certain things work out to the point where it's too good to be true. Right. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, but as far as the NFL's hands on it, uh, we just want to make sure the game is run, the game is run safely, uh, obviously. And that at the end of the day, you know, we give the fans, you know, what they want, which is, you know, the best players on the field in the world. Uh, to battle and have a chance to, you know, uh, play for the biggest trophy in the World Super Bowl. So, you know, uh, I would say no once again. Yeah. I stand on that. Uh, I know the NFL just wants, you know, the fans to enjoy and entertain themselves. Um, but, you know, they want to make sure the only thing they control, I guess, is, you know, the referee crew that's in there. And I don't know the statistics on their crew and who wins and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um, but there is stats on that that if you want to research, yeah, I guess that. But as far as selecting <laughs> the crew, that's about it. But, as far as players is up, it's up to the teams. That's you know? right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. I appreciate that. I just needed five seconds of your Not time to put that out there for <laughs> yeah. the world. Is that is an argument I get heavily in with everybody. Uh, too much human error, man. So I'll just leave it yeah. at that. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so um, I guess the I want to transition here, but I want to go through because you obviously have an incredible mindset, and that's what I think is been I've been drawn to you and tried to get you on here since I, I've I've learned about you. What where was your mindset at the end of that of your your playing career essentially? Because I know like when mine was done, okay, it was just kind of done, right? And that's but it's totally I mean it's different for everybody. But now I coach, right? And so I been around a football team every year since I've been in the fourth grade. Right. And uh, I took a two year hiatus from coaching and it was terrible. My mindset was yeah. gone, man. Like it was, you just lose that sense of team, right? Whatever that is. So being a superhuman athlete, like yourself, somebody who's on literally on top of the world, right? You're at the top of your game and you've had the two ACL injuries, you know, mentally, I know that you probably still think that you could go play right now. But they say you're done. What is that mindset like, or what is that process like? Because it it wasn't your choice, right? Like essentially, no. it no. was them saying we don't yeah, think you can play anymore. So what? Yeah. Go, what? Where were you at in that time mentally, and what helped you come out the other? Because I know that some people go the other way, right? Find things in life that do not make them successful humans, and you're obviously on the other side. So what made Will? go this go right instead of left well you know i jacked him in myself uh i definitely started going left uh it was it's let's say for 95 high percentage of us you know we don't have the the moment to know when it's our last we don't have the chance to say this is my last game um so we walk away you know hoping uh to get back expecting to get back and then obviously um a day of accepting hopefully sooner than later 
that it's not coming back. Um, so, you know, I think through a lot of different ways, I was numbing reality, you know, whether it's, you know, drugs, alcohol, women, whatever it was in that time, it was just, Hey, you know, trying to not, I guess, deal with the fact that, you know, I'm not doing what I want to do anymore. You know what I'm saying? But also trying to maintain this social image of a guy who's done something great, you know? And so you do battle those things inside because you're not doing what you would consider great anymore. Um, I had my kids and, you know, as a father, there's so much greatness in that. Um, but I couldn't see that at the time. So honestly, I give a lot of credit to COVID. COVID slowed down everything. It stopped life uh, in a sense. It stopped the activities I was getting involved in. Um, it had me, gave me the chance to slow down and think what I wanted to do. Um, and also it had me time to really look at all the opportunities that was coming. And sure enough, as far as social media content, a lot of opportunities came out of this. Um, that at the time I didn't really think of, but it's such a blessing. So COVID, I really gave a lot of credit to, uh, my life and how much it really affected me for the better to now force me in a way to like calm down and also, you know, be there for my kids and then also, uh, find other ways to provide for them. You know what I'm saying? You're, uh, we're talented individuals who have the mentality to take certain things, especially at football at the time and, uh, take it to the next level. So, you know, you give us opportunity to be coached um, in that same mentality. You know, we can do many things in many different areas. And obviously the blessing now to be working back for the, you know, NFL and do things with them. Um, it's, you know, it's a fought, you know, thing that grind, you know, from a lot of, you know, calls with former teammates, just showing like my passion towards <laughs> former players. The NFL seeing that. And then uh, through many various ways, you know, I, which I can go into detail, you know, another time, but they, uh, I had the chance to come back here have the opportunity to see what it's like you know in new york and see what it's real you know in this building and the people that kind of keep this machine running yeah you know what i'm saying um so really you know i i just give it credit to uh that moment you know for sure uh the time to really sit back have patience and see things change um and also just to find that belief again and passion again to know like yo let's do something great again you know what i'm saying like and um humility and to understand that you know, you're, yeah, you're not there anymore. You know, it's honoring what you've done, uh, but also not to carry on this, this image that the world, you know, kind of holds you up to. Right. I think the minute you can shed that ego, uh, and cut that out is the minute you can really like start doing great things again. Um, before you even had the ego of the NFL behind you, you know, and the people was all the, so you take that back away, you come back to that foundation what got you to the things that got you there. Um, eventually, you know what I'm saying? You can go through this life and climb right back up to the top of the end. Absolutely. No, it's a great message. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, what, what did you have in mind for when your playing days was over? Did you have an idea of what I'm sure it looks a lot different, but I'm always just curious, you know, what did you think it was going to be like after foot, after playing football was over? Man, so the one thing I can say, I definitely was always highly in the moment. Uh, in high school, I couldn't have told you what I was doing after high school. Uh, I was really enjoying my time in high school. Um, college was a journey from D2 to JUCO to D1. So it was more just like getting to where I want to be is the top, the highest level and play with the best athletes. And then I got there. Um, after seeing uh, teammates make it to the NFL and draft to the NFL and be in their next one, it definitely sparked this. Oh, you could play in the league too. Right. Um, and so, you know, in, in, 
in all that, uh, <laughs> my college teammates would definitely tell you that I definitely was just like, you know, after I'm done, I'll probably model or something. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy that, yeah, I ended up doing modeling and, you know, and being able to make money and being in front of camera. And so they're not shocked about it. Uh, it's crazy looking back. Cause I definitely was talking like that and, you know, I ended up being like that, you know, where, I do, you know, make a lot of money kind of, you know, modeling clothes or apparel or golf or commercials and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you could say they would definitely say out because I did. I was talking like that and uh, I'm kind of doing that. But as far as my impact were, you know, former players, NFL players, definitely didn't see that coming. Right. Um, but, yeah, definitely after the game, it ended up falling into that. But it wasn't like right when I got done, like, hey, let's go model. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy that that ended up being what it is. Um, but I guess I did speak that into existence a while ago. Uh, so, you know, I know them, they all hit me, not surprised, you know, that I've been blessed to, you know, step in front of camera and do some, and do some good things with some big brands. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're a corner. That's a typical pretty boy position. I mean, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just, it makes sense, right? It adds up the math mass on that one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to, I mean, I guess I kind of want to touch on some of the cool things you've been able to do before you got here to this, this job with the NFL. Um, one time I was out with coaches and there was like, uh, the golf channel was on. Remember I sent you a, a video. I was like, Oh, yeah. Will's just yeah. on TV. No big yeah. deal. Um, so how did like, uh, obviously like the Fabletics and the, the PXG stuff come to life because I mean, those are two fairly large brands, right? And I live in Scottsdale, Arizona now. So obviously PXG is massive. This is, this is the home. Um, so uh, but Fabletics is everywhere down. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's a growing brand, um, for sure. 100%. So how did you get partnered up with these brands and, and what, just what went into all of that and finding it, maybe it was finding the right brands for you, but that's a thing. again, not a lot of people have any idea about. Yeah. And like I said, it was, uh, super blessed for many things that kind of worked out in the sense, um, uh, so it was one of those, like, <laughs> so basically, you know, I, uh, I loved cameras. So I was always, you know, around cameras. I, I, even while I was playing teammates, no, I go around the city before games, shoot, get, get picks, all that. So it was always kind of like, you know, a foundation of mine, even growing up in the church, pop has this recording, you know, the church, um, sermons and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, by that time we were going around with a lot of shooters, you know, it started this spark and, in London, you know, with a friend of mine, you know, Mike, who took me around London, we were just like capturing the dopest shots ever, you know, so I thought for sure at the time. And uh, by 2020, you know, a lot of them had, you know, hey, can you step in front of camera? Can you model this for me? You know, they're yeah. now they're shooting for brands. They're come, becoming campaign <laughs> leaders. And so me hopping in just to, you know, help out here and do some, um, you know, content for them, it also helped kind of grow this brand of me being a model, you know, um, and sure enough, you know, I was working out at the facility where, you know, I'm getting, you know, body work, chiropractic work. And this doctor was also working on Fabletic's son, the founder, his son, uh, was at the same place. So he's just like, you know, and I've been, you know, know the kids for a while at that time. He's like, Hey, what are you, you know, what are you doing nowadays? And, you know, I kind of told him like, you know, now, you know, kind of, you know, photography, videography, you know, doing some modeling stuff. He's like, all right, cool. And then, uh, sure enough, you know, he's the founder of Fabletics and he got me in 2020. What starts is Fabletics men, you know? And so it was a perfect intro. And then obviously I've been blessed with a lot of brands up to that point, you know, from Xbox stuff on Netflix to, 
you know, built, you know, it was a huge brand that, you know, came into my life as well and was able to do shoot a lot of dope content with them, um, especially with golf and everything like that. And then PHG comes through, really solidifies a lot of things. You know, I was able to now work with various smaller brands, um, bigger brands. You know, it was just so cool to have that experience, you know, being in the studio, being in here, just everything about it. Um, and it kind of solidified that, you know, the experience is, okay, you actually do this. I've been on big prints and throughout the nation and stuff like that. And so uh, I guess that was that was it where yeah. it's just like, oh, you are doing this. And now, you know, you're good at it. You're comfortable and brands love to look. So it's a blessing. <clears throat> so the thing I saw on Golf Network there, uh, that just a one time thing yeah. or is that a reoccurring Probably. deal? It was, yeah, it was a, honestly, it was a one-time thing. Uh, he kind of just hit me up like, yo, uh, somebody fell through, hey, could you hop on a call? And I'm, I'm, I'm hopping on a call and just, you know, I didn't even know like this was going to be like TV. Right. You know, I'm, I'm really on the golf course. As you see on the video, I'm on the golf courses on FaceTime. Just like, yo, what up? You know, got a friend calling and I'm just answering. That's really what it was. And then sure enough, when somebody, the first person sent me it, you know, that was on TV, I was just like, oh, what? You know what I'm saying? And I never hit him up. He's like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, dang, bro. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm honored. So it's so cool uh, to have those opportunities to be on episodes like that, uh, to be on national TV. Um, but, man, especially Golf Channel stuff. I remember the first time I was on a Golf Channel commercial. I'm watching Golf Channel. I'm like, dang, I'm on a commercial there. <laughs> it's just so cool to see how things worked out. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's really, you know, yeah, I'll glory be to God on just how things just like, you know, fit and worked out, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when did golf become a part of your life? Was it prior to the PXG stuff or was um, it really yeah, after? Yeah, yeah. Golf definitely became heavily. Um, I'd say after, you know, during that COVID 2020 is when, you know, bought everything. Um, I was you know, messing around with some friends, uh, golfing, you know, just like, you know, that, you know, we're golfing maybe th- three times in a year. Right. Um, but you know, uh, definitely 2020 was like, I'm golfing three times a week, you know what I'm saying? And that's where it really picked up. Um, and then obviously, you know, during that time, PHG came into my life, I want to say end of, yeah, end of 2022. Yeah. End of 2022. So that's when it was just like, it was so cool to, you know, one, just monetize, you yeah. know, getting paid to you know, the post, but at the same time with a brand, like a known golf brand, at the same time, their clubs are freaking sick. And so to get, you know, the clubs fitted to you, this person had fitted clubs. I mean, it really just all felt like, yo, this is life. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So I love every bit of it. You know, uh, it's a brand that, you know, regardless if we continue to work together or not, which we, you know, just signed a one-year deal uh, the earlier this year, 2024. So God is good. But whether you're working or not, I mean, the people I met there, people that I talk to all the time, even just outside of the game, you know what I'm saying? So it's a brand that I enjoy. I love what they're doing. Their apparel is fire. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's like, you know, regardless of what happens, I know I'm going to stay connected with them. Um, and I'll be that, the brand I stay with. Absolutely. I love it. What are you shooting these days? Uh, man. So then New York, obviously I haven't gone out in a while. That's in a while, fair. I mean, two weeks, but it sounds like, <laughs> you know, forever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but my handicap currently is a 10. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm right there to where I can go on any course and really give you an 88 confidently, but at the same time, you know, I broke, uh, I broke 84 times. My best is plus six, which I've done three times. And it's just really getting off the tee box for me. Yeah. Uh, honestly, everything else is pretty solid. Um, putting is obviously my best trait. Everybody knows that. And, um, but same time, like, you know, the, the more time I could put in, obviously now, you know, working big boy job and stuff like that. So that's time, but you know, the more I could put in is when I saw the best results. For so sure. I, you know, get away from the game. It's like, uh, but you know, I, I definitely want to get to the point where I can call myself, you know, a scratch where I can go out there 
and expect to break 80 every freaking day. And then, you know, one of these days, hopefully shoot far. And then, you know, one of these days, hopefully shoot under. And then uh, that'd be the day, man. Get at some programs, you know, play with some of these professionals on some programs, something like that. I know, you know, a guy going to take me there one day. Absolutely. No, that'd be sweet. Um, What, where were you at when you started? Because obviously you're a natural athlete, right? So that's the thing that I love about golf. Uh, Both of my cousins golf collegiately. Um, and it's the thing I feel like the one sport, if you just dedicated yourself to it, you could, you can go right. Like it's just golf. Like you're 60 years old, just nice, sweet strings. So swings, but where, how fast was your to break an 80? I mean, what was Will shooting the first time he was on the box? Well, you know, I think the smartest thing to do is not count. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't put those numbers out there. Don't, 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 you know, don't, you know, I'll, I'll never know. I'm sure there was a day. Uh, but I never know what it's like to shoot 120 plus something like that. I sure. do remember writing down some 103s, 104s. Um, and so, yeah, everybody, I wish you could see my swing when I first started to score it is now. So you can see like, okay, a lot of work has been done. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, now it's like, you know, uh, I haven't shot above a 95 in probably, you know, a couple of years. I don't remember the time. And, uh, you know, if I do shoot above 90, it's like, ugh worst day ever right you know what i'm saying so i love getting to that point i think the more time you put in your ceiling just gets lower uh it's not necessarily like you're going out are shooting crazy scores but you're not shooting those terrible scores anymore right they used to shoot and so it you know i remember the day i broke 90 i remember having a video so excited about that so it's cool to see the the joy that comes each moment and i always like to look back and appreciate that because it shows like man you you come a lot in this game and it's, it's not an easy game. Absolutely. Uh, I use the game of golf a lot of ways uh, in just different like meeting settings for, for football with, with the kids. Did you ever have any, any coaches ever relate the game of golf to you uh, in a football um, setting? And I don't, I don't think so. Cause I don't, I don't remember during football days because I don't think, at least in my world, I know there's people that definitely golf. Uh, now knowing now they were golfing, right? You know, for, they go to city golf, all that stuff. But for me, at the time, it wasn't part of my life at all. So it's like I don't remember any analogy, nor could I probably relate to it because it's like we don't play the game, right? Um, but I'm sure now, since golf's gotten so big, everybody at least understands that golf and the in the vibe and everything it is now. But you know, back then, for sure, I don't really remember any analogies. Sure, but there's a lot of great ones. Oh yeah, for sure. Ones. I like to do the history of the golf ball once a year with my guys. Yeah. Um, cause it oh, okay. started as just a round ball. Right. And then okay. they would hit it. And the more they hit it, the more dimples it would be put on it. And then the ball would go farther and farther. And so then I was like, each dimple is everything bad that's ever happened to you in life. And it's wow. just pushing you farther and farther and farther. And now it's perfect. <laughs> and now you're going where you're supposed to be. So it's a good I, I one. I never heard that one. That's good. Yeah, no, it's a really good that's one good. in a lot of, you know, settings. So I just like to ask, cause a lot of people do, you know, okay, the next shot's the most important shot, right? Everything, yeah. behind, whatever it is, you know. So there's a lot of great life and other sport analogies that can come from game of golf. So I just was curious if anybody ever, ever lined those up with one. y'all. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Though. Um, so I want to get into some mindset stuff with you, but I want to be conscious of your time. So, real quick, what are you doing with the NFL now? What is Will's day to day job with the NFL? Uh, it's funny, man. So. Uh, working in the football operations department uh, and player relations. Um, that's where kind of I've been assigned, but definitely it's an opportunity to kind of still look everywhere from international, social media. Um, 
And so currently, um, honestly, I'm working on Super Bowl itinerary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, corporate life, really just building and making sure the guys that we have, they, you know, their schedules are, you know, uh, kind of put together so they know where they're going to be, where we expect them to be. Uh, I'm talking about former players, you know, that still work with NFL um, or current players that, you know, are having appearances at certain events. Uh, that's kind of the focus. So right now, obviously, at Pro Bowl, a lot of the teams overall doing that. Uh, but meanwhile, I'm working on to make sure, you know, that by the time everything gets back, that Super Bowl runs smoothly. So, you know, I'm honored to kind of put myself in a position where, you know, I can be here, you know, I can learn, but at the same time, uh, really serve, you know, yeah. um, you know, really uh, humbling myself with like, yo, let me do the best I can, whether that is, you know, PowerPoint, stuff like that, uh, writing up newsletters um, or to making calls and just like, you know, hey, hey, we need you here, calling agents, whatever it is. Uh, I really want to help out my team, uh, do what they can do best, and to make it a smooth Super Bowl, uh, which the NFL runs. Um, it feels cool to kind of have that, you know, heavyweight of success lifted off, you know, not to, you know, get to a place where I'm a beginner again, where I'm less sure of things. Um, it's such a light feeling that's so, so good. And I haven't been there in a while. Uh, it seems like from the NFL to obviously success in, you know, digital marketing and modeling. Um, there is this way to carry on and keep it going. Um, there is that thing from society is like, yo, you got to still be doing great things. Yeah. Um, and so I lifted off and be in a place where, you know, I'm learning from, you know, people younger than me, older than me, um, and doing things that, you know, from outlook to PowerPoint to, you know, back into Microsoft words and all this stuff and getting back in that grind and being in a team at a desk, you know what I'm saying? Clocking in nine to five hours, you know, it's, it's so cool to, uh, be back to this again. And I know a lot of growth will come from this experience come from this. It's going to be huge. And I can't wait to, you know, put my hands in a lot of things and still get connected with these former athletes and just any way I can help build. Yeah. That guy's just going to call me to do. And that's where I feel like I'm here. I'm at the place I need to be. And I know a lot of great things are going to build from this. For sure. I can only imagine what goes on into putting on a Super Bowl. Because it was obviously here last year, and that was, you know, I grew up in rural Minnesota. Um, I wasn't going to the stuff in Minneapolis. I lived in Minnesota then when it was in Minneapolis, but way too cold to do all that crap. Um, so I did a lot of the Super Bowl stuff, right, and the, the events. And obviously we also had the Open last year at the same time. Yeah. So there was a lot yeah, going on crazy. here. Um, I can only imagine what you're, like, all the things that go into putting on a Super Bowl and yeah. – it it's just seems like, sure, right? yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. got to be stressful because there's so many moving pieces, but it seems like overall, just seeing the things that I saw last year, it has to just kind of, I mean, it has to be so much fun to watch it start to fall into place because of all the hard work that goes through with it. And to know like, Oh, all the moving pieces literally fell into place to get this thing going. Yeah, trust me, bro. Like today's, like I said, today's the uh, conference championship games. Today's the day that, you know, in the office, we'll all know who the teams are going to be in there. You know, it's the last little piece right. to where now there's no sure things. Now we can really hit it. Uh, and then all these things come into right. play. So, uh, like I said, I'm excited to be there, help on heavily Super Bowl, you know, which still Pro Bowl is the main thing. So even after today, there's going to be a lot of guys dropping. Phone calls are made right after the game's over talking to their head of player engagement, like, yo, so I know you guys lost. Hey, is your guy want to play in the Pro Bowl or not? Like, right. that quick. Like, these guys got to make emotional decisions, obviously, right after a loss where you could have went to the biggest game, you know, of your life. So, you know, it's a, it's one of those, you know, interesting times. But at the same time, 
it's going to be cool to see and get to that point. I can't wait for two weeks from now and Super Bowl's here and uh, well in Vegas, obviously, but you know, the day and just be like, wow, like all, knowing all that went into it and having it all go through and then finally get to just the kickoff. Yeah. It's going to be like, dang, this is, this is wild. So, you know, it's all an experience for me. Everything's new. So I'm excited to go through it. And now just know like, you know, what happens, you know, from there. So we'll see, man. Absolutely. Uh, curious how many people, how many former players, uh, from the NFL are working inside the league office in similar spaces like you, is there quite a few? Um, you know what, you know, in my immediate team, there isn't any, I know another department. So I, I want to say I've met at least five or six, Okay, you know, former player, maybe seven. Um, Troy Vincent's the, you know, probably the biggest one in the sense he's right under Roger Goodell. Um, so to see his journey and his, you know, everything he's done, it's an honor to, you know, call him in a sense boss. Um, but you know, also on the flip side, it was crazy day one, I'm walking in here and, you know, I'm at, in the breakfast little cafeteria and, you know, going Roger Goodell. Hey, okay. You're, hey, you're new here. Just got here. Okay. Did that next, you know, I'm having a conversation with him. I'm like, this is, and that it just hits you like bro, right. really in the NFL, man, that, you know, even though I played, it just never got the chance to really see and fully meet. Wasn't drafting the first round. So I never had the chance for him to pull up, you know, the Jersey, anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I actually might hit him up and be like, yo, let me, can you, can we run that back for content wise, man? <laughs> yeah. Call my name out, man. Just one, just one time for the one time. So Absolutely. we'll see if he does that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to ask for that. That'd be sick. That <laughs> but, would be. Um, yeah, but yeah, not, you know, I don't know if that's a lot or a little, you know, but I know that, you know, there is opportunity there. And for me, I did not know that. So it's cool to at least know, like, you know, you can go back and work for the show on the other side. And I think we do bring a unique perspective of a uh, player's state of mind. Cause at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that want to do what's best for the players, right? whether it's safety or even after the game is over, putting us in better situations in life. Um, so knowing that it's cool to be able to go in there and tell them about my strength thought, a player who didn't have, you know, 10 years, a player who probably fit closer to the majority. Obviously, you know, I got my pension and everything like that. So you do have the rest that didn't. But for the people that did, you know, I'm fitting closer to the what the struggles are from a guy who, who definitely played, you know, five years but didn't get crazy amount. And so, which the transition is definitely bigger, you know, uh, weight-wise, I'd say, to figure things out. Uh, and that doesn't say, like, you know, people who made a lot of money, I know there's a lot of pressure on them, too, you know, when they're done. Yeah. Uh, so it affects everybody in their own way, but um, it's cool to just come from that perspective where, you know, money-wise, you know what I'm saying, there wasn't this, like, oh, boom, you know, you know, obviously, I've made a lot. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But compared to, you know, my friends, peers, family, yes. But, you know, I guess when you're in there, you're comparing to, you know, what could have, you know, it's it's not as much as like the others. So right, definitely honored in my younger 20s to, you know, uh, make a little over a couple million, uh, which is great. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when you're done at, what, 28, you know what I'm saying, that that, you know, it's something that it's not going to last you your whole life. So you still got to grind and make opportunities meet. Um, but yeah, it's, it was still a blessing, man. Absolutely. Uh, great, great head start financially. Mm. It's not, yeah, I didn't really have to, for the last five years, I kind of been waking up doing what I want when I want. So I, I do thank God. For that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's incredible. And um, yeah, yeah I don't know how to word that. No, no it's not, it, you know, not taking credit from anybody else, but you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think a lot of people, uh, people that don't spend time around the game, especially right, like they just look at pro athletes and they're like, oh well, 
there's a lot of life that goes into earning that and uh it can be over quick and yeah i mean it's a great uh head start my future brother-in-law he he played professional baseball and uh he uh you know his was he was like a 19th round draft pick and then he got, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar signing bonus, but it's a totally different world. And then you're going all over. And then he's like, yeah, after that, I was making 250 bucks a week living in an mm. apartment with seven other dudes, you know? So Crazy. it's like, it's all, it's all so different. Crazy. So relative, right? So, um, I, you know, take the money when you can get it, dude. I, I every, hopefully everybody gets a piece of the pie, but I'm, I, Amen. I don't know. Don't, don't ever be shy of, of being thankful for that, man. Cause it is, I mean, Amen. good for you, bro. Like, Hell yeah. Amen, bro. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> so uh, I guess I want to, I mean, like I said, I want to be conscious of your time here, but uh, I, lo- I love to learn about people's mindsets and I've got a good grasp of yours today. But if you could give some perspective or, or maybe like something that there's somebody listening to this pod that is, is going through something, right? And you talked about being um, kind of in the, in the downs, not knowing what was, what was going on. What's one piece of advice that you could give to that person to help them push to the other side? One piece of advice to help them push to the other side. So basically like that on adversity. Yeah. Um, man, that's tough. I think the one thing that's always going to get you through, you know, the one thing I was blessed to get me through is really, um, just what I spoke to myself. Um, I think, you know, your obviously your mindset and what you believe is, you know, is what really says who you are, you know, regardless of what your circumstances are, regardless of the results, uh, what the, what tone you set in your mentality, what tone you set inside of you, um, that's going to carry and hold the most weight. Um, there's a lot of things out here that could, you know, not be or not look like the way that you, you know, see yourself. Um, and if that starts to, you know, get heavier and heavier on you, you start seeing yourself in that way. Um, but inside your, you know, your mind, your heart, it doesn't know what's going on out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it feels what you're believing. It feels what you're thinking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you got to understand, you know, when you're seeing things that aren't the reality that you have set, um, you know, having that belief in that system, the people around you, the outlook to know, like, okay, yeah, I'm here, you know, my friend's mom's basement, but I know, like, at the end of the day, I'm on top of the world now. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's certain mentality you have to hold on to because uh, eventually, you know, you do create that reality and things do come, you know, to fruition. Um, and knowing that and building that, that it might not look the way you thought and being okay with, you know, adjusting uh, to a different path that eventually gets, you know, to where you're like, oh, man, this is, yeah, damn, I did it. You know what I'm saying? And, it's all not going to look like the way you thought it looked. You know what I'm saying? And there's going to be little details that are just like, you know, it's all, but at the same time, you know, you stay on that, you, you know, you find a way to love it. You got to love it. That love is what surpasses all those things, all the uh, uncertainties, all the, the, you know, doubt, you know, saying loving what you want to do and that you're going to do it. Um, it's going to be huge. So I think what you think in your heart, obviously that's what you are. And I think you got to make sure that, what you're seeing out there doesn't creep into your heart. What you're hearing out there doesn't get to your heart, you know, because once it does, you see a lot of things start folding into that reality. Cause once you believe that you're not going to get it, um, you're right. And you're not going to be surprised when you don't. And now you got to pivot, you know, but you hold on to that, you know, dream of belief and you don't let things and circumstances get to that. 
he'll find a way to make that reality real. And it's going to be, it's cool when you finally get to see, dang, this is, I did it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's deep. I appreciate that. That was, somebody's going to take that away and that's going to change that, that little bit right there is going to change a life. I appreciate that. But you did also talk on it earlier. You made a little joke of you modeling, but you got to talk things into reality, right? Yeah. Like uh-huh. you got to just yeah. take it and drill it and mindset and vision it. I, I agree a hundred percent. We're all capable uh-huh. of doing some very extraordinary things. You just got to want it and go attack it. Uh, the last thing I love to uh, take, especially when I talk to former athletes, take their favorite thing and, and really see how it happened or has helped them in life in general. So you played corner, I'm assuming your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, I'm going to guess uh, most corners love uh, you get to play little layman turns, like little press man situation, right? That was probably okay. <laughs> your favorite. You probably, if somebody, yeah. if play call came in and Will was going to get a lock somebody up, press man, that was probably his favorite over dropping into cover three, <laughs> I, if I had to assume, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how has... It's it's the same thing. I played center my whole life, right? Just run blocking, right? Just me versus that guy, just going downhill. Mm-hmm. How has yeah. that mentality of you versus that other guy, just you and him, nobody else, changed into or helped you go into life, you attacking that next thing? It's just you and that yeah. thing. And that's where, if you got it, <laughs> that's, that's a great point because that's what helps, honestly. If you think of the little things, obviously – I feel like what I said earlier was a general, you know, uh, I guess general outlook on things, but at the end of the day, you just got to pinpoint, you know, uh, if I'm sitting there every game and I'm worrying about what everybody on this offense is doing, lineman, this receiver, inside receiver, all that, there's times you got to be aware. Um, but you know, everybody knows you just got to do your one eleven. They call the one eleven. like just do your job. One piece of this 11 defense to get everything done. You can't focus on the big picture, so you got to dial in. Okay, this is what I. This is all. And if it's man one on one, all I got to do is cover who's in front of me. This is it. I ain't got to worry about nothing else going on over there. This is my assignment. This is my job. And if you do that right, that's what makes everything else right. That's what makes everybody else play right. That's when everything else starts to fall. You're doing your assignment correctly. Then you get more responsibility, bigger roles. But I think as you just yeah, like I said, lock in on just those those little assignments like boom, boom, boom not worrying about all this big stuff that, you know, eventually you're sitting at night like, man, I got to work that, that. Okay, what's the one thing I can do today that will set me up for, you know, better tomorrow? What's one piece I can get better at today? You know, just breaking down the little things. Um, And, you know, eventually, you know, a year from now, you're like, if you really appreciate and have gratitude toward the progress, you're going to look back and like, dang, you know, but finding that one thing you do today and just put yourself in a better, you know, spot for tomorrow it's cool that, you know, as things go down years down the line, it, you know, works out. Like, you know, I'm going in here to the office nine to five every day, grinding, you know, babysitting sometimes, you know, these, you know, players and others like that. But those things I'm doing now puts me in a place where, you know, 10 years from now, I could be, you know, one of the youngest GMs at young, 43 years old, something like that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? In the NFL. So you got to think like all this stuff is, you know, processing. It's like, and I'm putting pieces together to eventually get to, you know, the dream I want to accomplish. Absolutely. I love it. I love it, man. I appreciate you so much. Will. Uh, thank you, bro. We did it. We did we it. Finally did it. We did it. No, I appreciate you, man. It's been a long time. And, um, 
Yeah, that, that's. I mean, it, it's all good. It happens when it's supposed to happen, and today was when it was supposed to happen, and it was yeah. a, a great conversation. I appreciate you. I hope we get to connect. Uh, if you're ever in Scottsdale, um, hit For me sure. up. Uh, I got you, bro. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, if anybody wanted well, I got to, one question. yeah, uh, for what, sure. What are you going for today? Oh man, um, <laughs> I do honestly. That first game, it's a coin flip. Um, I love watching both those offenses. I'm OC. Okay, uh, that's just fun stuff, right? And I think here's the thing: if Lamar Jackson went anywhere else, somebody was going to try to move him to wide receiver or running back, or they wouldn't, or he wouldn't be in the league. And I've said many a times, like, I don't think that there's busts in the NFL. I think there's guys that they try to take a square peg and put it into a round hole. And they said, Lamar is really good at this X, Y, Z, and we're going to run this X, Y, Z. And that's why they're good. It's a crazy concept, right? Like, whoa, (laughs) wild. And then they got the backups to match it, right? Like they... That's why I love the Ravens and what they do. So, like, that first game, toss it's hard to get it bet against Pat. I mean, six okay. straight AFC championship. I respect it. Hey, I respect it. But I do. I am leaving, leaning Ravens. In the second game, I think the you know miracle run of the Lions has to come to an end. Like, Ooh, watching. Okay, he said it has to come to an it end. It has to come to an end today. <laughs> has to come to an end today. Uh, I'm all in on that on that Ravens, right. that Ravens Niners Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, I think the script is too. Yeah, yeah, no, the script is and the <laughs> colors, yeah, all of it's there for sure, brother. For sure. Oh, that's great. Now I appreciate, appreciate you, man. You, man. Uh where hey, yeah. if uh, anybody wanted to follow you on socials, where could they find you? Uh Instagram at Will Davis. Um also got a Twitter, I don't really use it much. I think it's still Willie D effect. And then uh yeah, if you search Will Davis, you'll usually find I mean there's a lot of Will Davis, don't get me wrong. But at Will Davis, first name, last name, that's it. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for your time doing this with me. It was a blast. Uh, yes, uh, thank you so much. All right, brother. I'm see you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, appreciate you all for listening at home. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, subscribe again, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody.